This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Chan. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Hey, I forgot to tell you, my wife and I agreed on something. Go on. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That happens all the time, actually. But we both hate how the NFL has come to use the word divisional as like mm. an object or something. It's not the divisional playoffs anymore or the divisional round even. It's the AFC divisional. Like the logo that they have and the way mm. it's introduced, CBS, NBC on Saturday. That's what it, it's the divisional. You know, it's te- that's terrible. I hadn't noticed that. I it's guess. terrible. Yeah, a right. divisional is not a thing. Hmm. A divisional playoff game is a thing. Make it the AFC semifinals. Okay, it's better. Th- yeah. That's actually used in sports parlance, right? Yeah, yeah. I would change that. I forgot to tell you that yesterday. It should have been first thing on the show. I can't believe you didn't tell me that yesterday. I meant to, but we were talking about the loss. Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Sal was present for Brandon Bean's press conference. We aired it live and heard it too. What's the lead, Sal? Like, if you're writing an article on this thing, where do you start? Yes, physically present. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, sorry, just trying to what did I say? a little bit. What did I say? No, no, you were right. You said I was present. I said I was physically present, but yes. maybe not fully there and aware. Um, I was actually just trying to tweet as much as I could, actually. So to be honest with you, I'm just going back and looking through that as you just asked me that question. I I, I don't know if there's a lead, I guess. Um, hmm, it's a good question. Well, there's so much he touched on. He, so much he touched on. And maybe that um, no immediate, like, necessary, like, we're, we're, there's no. I, okay, so I guess I'd put it this way. The lead for me would be they're not going to overreact to one game. But that doesn't mean that changes won't be made, if that makes sense yep. in that way. I, I uh, The first thing that I wanted to talk about was how blunt I thought Bean was uh, in talking about 
his view of the offense. I mean, he said at one point, you know, statistically, you know, we, we matched a lot of what we had done the previous year. But then he also said that from the bye onward that they they never really found it. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but, like, that that's how he, he sounded like a lot of what our shows sounded like from, like, November through to now. You know, like, where's the offense? Where's the fastball, like Mike might say? Um and I, that 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 to me was was pretty telling the from from the GM of a team that had this great year. I mean, so yeah, they're not going to overreact to one loss, but I think he's telling you that they were not up to whatever in-house standard they or he certainly has for what they should be on offense. Yeah, and you wonder, you know, in the inner workings of things, he's not going to tell us why specifically he thinks that he's not going to give us. All of that, that's for the evaluation. And he might not even know right now. That might be something that he might have some thoughts on that. And Sean McDermott has thoughts on that. <coughs> Ken, excuse me, guys. Ken Dorsey has some thoughts on that. And um, they have to get together and they have to figure that out. And that's part of the evaluation process going forward. So, yeah, I agree with you. He said second half of the year. He did say part of it was probably Josh Allen's injury. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about home games and road games and things like that. But... Um, I'm sure that's a lot of it. Uh, I, I didn't get a sense that, you know, I was hoping, I guess, to get a little more on, yeah, we got to add more weapons. Uh, but, you know, he didn't give us a lot in that regard. But this is also a GM who said last year, we aren't going to go big game hunting, and then they signed Von Miller. I mean, you know, a lot can a, a lot can change between now and March and how they feel about their team, their roster, and what they're able to do or not do. Yeah, there's information today he doesn't have. On, on what's available to him in the market. Maybe he was being honest last year, never thought Von Miller was a possibility. I don't actually right. know that story, but I remember how shocking it was to hear that they'd signed him. Yeah, I, th- I thought we were maybe Sal getting... So what's the lead? Like, there was no news, really. And you know it's not surprising that he wasn't critical. And there's even the point that you're kind of making here, which, like, how critical would should he want to be? after the season they just had. So you didn't really have that. I thought maybe he was saying a couple of different ways, including in what Bulldog said, that they might be heading toward a change at coordinator, at offensive coordinator. But then he said on a question about Ken Dorsey, he eventually used the line, as he enters year two, you know, he mm-hmm. growing pains, we want to help him, and he'll learn, he works hard, and all the usual stuff, and, you know, da-da-da, as he enters year two. Do you take that, because there was no follow-up, do you take that as, like, not a guarantee, maybe, but just as just as well that Dorsey's back, or no? I take that as, as of right now, like, they're not necessarily looking to pull the trigger on any changes. I don't think that means that it can't change based on evaluations, based okay. on what Sean McDermott feels, based okay. on how I feel what yeah. exit interviews are, right? I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe exit interviews, maybe players say, hey, you know, something's got to change. Maybe... Maybe Sean says, look, this wasn't up to what I thought it was going to be. But I will tell you, going back to McDermott yesterday and going back to players yesterday, I felt that they gave endorsements of Dorsey. And I thought that Josh Allen gave an endorsement of Dorsey, even though he did say, how much room do you have to grow? A ton, like immediate. How much room do you have to grow? A ton. Like that was a stood out to me that he answered like that, Josh, yesterday. But then he went on to kind of say, but, you know, he, he how much he loves him and loves working with him and all that kind of stuff. I, I've just always felt that, this organization knew if they were going to hire, hire sorry, <coughs> sorry, battling a cough here, as you can tell. Um, this organization knew if they were going to hire 
a first-time offensive coordinator and play caller that they were going to have probably some growing pains, that they would have to live through them, but they would probably have to see it through. I don't think the organization would be eager, necessarily, to move on from mm-hmm. that first-year play caller and offensive coordinator, knowing full well going into it that he's a first-year play caller and offensive coordinator, if that makes sense, right? It just it wouldn't seem like the proper vision the Bills usually have for things. Yeah, and furthermore, Sal, um, you know, I, 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 I think this will be interesting to talk about for as long as we know we can. In other words, until we know that there isn't going to be a change. Um, because what, what do you – if you really want to examine it, what are we doing if we make a change? Like the, the reason Dorsey was a favorable idea to many – I don't know if I want to say most. It seemed it seemed like a pretty pretty positive move, uh, approval rating wise, because of continuity. He's here. He worked with Dayball. He works with Josh. Josh is comfortable. So we're not implementing an entirely new scheme. If Dorsey were to get the job in Carolina, or if the Bills were to want to make a move on him, I mean, I guess there are in-house candidates. Joe Brady, maybe for one. Um, but if you go looking outside, all of what I just said about continuity and familiarity and comfort and all that is now you're starting over. And, boy, you want to be careful what you wish for there because that could blow mm-hmm. up on them. 100%, and I think the Bills feel that way. They, they, they made it clear last year that a big reason why, like you just said, was not starting over. And, in fact, I remember the quote in maybe March or April. Uh, and then we had, we had a quote then – and then we had a quote again, I think I remember at training camp, which was basically asked, or mini camp to Sean was, how different would it be if you didn't go from in-house, if you didn't have somebody who's on staff and you went from outside? And it was something to the effect of, we're light years ahead, right? Like, we're, we're way farther ahead. They don't want to do that. You know, it's always been, in everything this organization does, it's always been, for the most part, there's been obviously different th- people in and out. It's always been about trying to maintain consistency and continuity to maintain the status of the operation. Now, there is definitely room to say, well, maybe your operation should change a little bit after the way the season ended. I respect that completely. But I think when it comes to these kinds of things, coaching and personnel, they're not super eager, like I said, to necessarily do that. Now, this is a win-now business, and they didn't win this year, and they didn't get any further than they did last year. That may force them all, hopefully, to go back and say, you know, it, it, very critically, Sean always talks about it, Brandon talks about it, having honest and even uncomfortable conversations sometimes. And I'm sure that will happen. It doesn't mean it has to end up that somebody has to lose their job. The other part I'll tell you about this, and this is very important to an organization like the Bills who have the people in place, because I know these people, and I know how they think, and I know how football people think. The people they have in that building are extremely loyal to one another and work for the common good. It's not always the case, and in fact, it's very hard to find a building where that is the where that is like that. You, this is a business where it's dog eat dog a lot of times, and people are looking to one up another person, and they want to get in a building and just step on someone and get over them, and you're looking over your shoulder. And I will tell you, they don't want that there. 
they they want people who you're uh, you're here to do your job as best mm-hmm. you can, and hopefully that will elevate you to another job along the li- line somewhere. I don't want that to be like um, it, I want that to be understood because I think it's very important how the loyalty factor in everybody there for that reason is very important. And if you make those changes, you're always at risk of not having that again. There's a report this hour that. The Chargers have requested permission to interview Joe Brady, Bill's quarterback's Mm -hmm. coach, who'd been with Carolina. Uh, Mike Garofolo writes, Brady has multiple requests. It's unclear as of now which, if any, he'll accept. Um, Is he somebody, I don't know, I don't have a question, I guess. Like, he might be waiting to see what happens with Dorsey? To me, he's an option here. I already mentioned him. Like, if they wanted to do something with Dorsey and stay in-house, uh, and you know, keep all the things that we're talking about in place, continuity-wise. Then that that that's you know, he's only been here the one year, but that's right. that's your guy. For Can that. I add to that? Please. Can I add to that? Davis Webb is in town. He yeah. was in town yesterday, and Adam Schefter just reported about an hour and a half ago that he is now wanting to make the transition from player to coach. I know he's here. I'm not telling you he was meeting with the Bills necessarily. I just know he's in town because someone told me that he was at the game or I've received – I've been told by a couple of people that he's in western New York. So for whatever that means, I'm not here to tell you that they're trying to look to replace anybody. That's not at all. Mm-hmm. What I am trying to tell you is, though, that I know he's very well respected, has connections in this organization, and that would be a natural spot or fit if someone like Joe Brady were to move on or something were to happen. Sal Capaccio on the West Her hotline. Well, it's going to be a very interesting offseason. Last year, Sal, it was so easy, you know, whether Von Miller or whoever in name was, we didn't know, but there was no other way to look at it than that the Bills were going to push their chips in for last season, coming off that loss in Kansas City, and that's what they did. Uh, they didn't end up trading away draft picks or anything like that, but they, they they drafted Elam to start. That was a starting hole that they had, maybe the only one. He didn't actually start right away, but still, like that was with the present in mind. I wrote today about this, and also I put James Cook in this category. He's like a, a niche piece. Bean himself called him a sub-back after that draft at a replaceable position. Okay, like we're going for it, and this is a specific role we need. This year, not so much I don't mean the draft. I mean, the draft is always for young talent and the future, at least to some extent. But with all they have to navigate with the roster and contracts and everything, I don't know. Like, I I don't expect them to do anything that looks like backing up, you know, like purposefully retooling or anything like that. But it's going to be hard to have the, the same kind of quality on paper going into this year, I think, than they had the year before. It looks like that. I think they have a lot of challenges. They do have 21 scheduled to be unrestricted free agents. Being said today, they are about in the 240 million range committed next year. Salary cap's probably going to be 220-230 range. They don't know that, so they'll have to do some work to get down even just to meet the to get under the cap to start with in March. <laughs> then on top of that, you know, he he also said that though there is some there's some maneuvering that they'll have mm-hmm. to know from the league standpoint and then what they'll have to do, restructure. So they'll get to it. They'll do it. I agree. And that's a good point, Mike. Like a lot of times you're drafting just to kind of build up your roster. The Bills have kind of been able to bid a little bit more if you, luxury, if you will, I guess, you know, in the draft the last couple of years where, hey, we're, we could take a kicker. We could take a punter. We could take a pass-catching running back. These are specific needs we need to just fill some holes because, as we've said many times, 
just regular guys in positions are going to have a tough time making this roster anyway because the roster's good. So maybe it might be time where you think about, you know, okay, the back end of the roster isn't as good because, um, you know, we're, we're or, or the front end, we're, maybe we're losing some top-end players here, and whether it's Tremaine Edmonds or Jordan Poyer or whatever, so we have to pump up the, the – lift some guys up, and then the back end, we kind of need to replenish some depth. They might have to think a little bit differently going into the draft this year for sure. All right. Well, why don't you rest up? Well, thank you. Sorry. I uh, I had a little bit of a stomach bug all weekend and kind of oh, now great. it's transitioned to a little little bit of a cough, but it's okay. I've, I've been well, pl- I'm, plowing through, fighting through. I'm glad to hear that considering we spent a few hours together. Well, we did, I guess. I know, right? I know. I shouldn't say all weekend. Sunday. Sunday. How about that? Oh, okay. Well, You're feeling okay, though, right? You're feeling okay. Never better. I hope so. Okay. Well, there. There you go. We did. By the way, it was great to see you. I'm glad Trista made it to town. It was awesome to, to be able to meet her and hang out with her. That was really... That was really fun. We had a good time. Yeah, thanks for setting it up. You know. Yeah, sorry yeah, no I problem. couldn't. Sorry I couldn't get there. I am glad that I I had uh, John Gale had my friend John Gale had the opportunity to meet Sal Saturday. We just ran into Sal in the concourse on the concourse at the hockey game, and Sal, I'm telling you, this guy has wanted to meet you. <laughs> he loves the fact that you're a drummer. He he's I've got ah. a drum kit in the attic. He he wants a jam session. I'm sure of it. Um, and he's just, he's wanted to meet you for, I don't even know, like ever since I've known him, I think. And he got to know what I did for a living and you would have thought he was meeting, I, I don't know, like one of his musical heroes or something. He was so over the moon on Saturday with, with running into you. So thank you for being so gracious. Wow. No problem. It was great as well. And that was also before my stomach bug hits Sunday morning. <laughs> I'm telling you the the game, the game had a lot to do with it. I mean, I was like that game. You know, just thinking about the game and all that went with it and, you know, what the possibilities lie. I just think it was part of it. You know, I get like that churning. For, yeah, for games. Yeah. yeah, my stomach was churning a little bit. I actually was doing – I was in the, the radio booth and Eric Wood was a little bit maybe making fun of me because I was I was actually meditating. Eric thought I was sleeping. I was meditating. I had, I had the headphones on. And I guess he looked at some people after my late night Saturday and said, some people just can't hang. No, Eric, <laughs> that was not it. I was just not in that space right there. there I just – I just did my thing where I just left the party before announcing to everybody that it was time. I had time. no idea you left. Yeah, that's just Irish goodbye. When it's time, when you know, you know. Like I'm just okay. That's it. I'm I'm done. Bye. I waved. You didn't see me because I was way yeah, across the room, but I waved. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry. Okay. Thank you, Sal. Feel better. You got it. There's our Sal Capaccio on our Western Hotline. His appearances always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? What was held in Buffalo 45 years ago tonight? The Dunlop Pro-Am dinner. <laughs> remember those? Uh, I've heard of them. Okay. You're not, you're not old enough to remember them. Um, I guess I'm not. Yeah. If, for folks who don't, it'd be a thing where like sports celebrities come in and like people give speeches and someone wins like the sportsman of the year from from this club, whatever. Yeah, it, was a, it used to be a pretty big deal. Rochester um, has the press radio club, right? That Same Muhammad guys. Ali story. I right. told, I've told exactly. you, right? So good. Uh, so no, forty five years ago to I, I don't I don't know. I'm blank. The National Hockey League All Star Game. Oh wow. Here's, the, here's my favorite thing about the National Hockey League All-Star Game in 1978, in which, at the odd, in Buffalo, Gilbert Perro scored in overtime to win the game for the 
Wales Conference, three to two, over the Campbell Conference. <laughs> three to two. All-Star three to two game. is my second favorite thing about the 1978 All Star <laughs> Game. My favorite thing about it. The third star is Gilbert Perro scores in overtime. The second star is three to two. The first star is the shots on goal were forty to twelve. Wow. The Campbell Conference All Stars in the nineteen seventy eight All Star Game. That's like the Canadians for starters. Okay. Had twelve shots on goal. Check it. That is bonkers. Billy Smith won MVP. He was the starting goalie for the Campbell team. They had the they had the Islanders too, and maybe the Flyers. The Campbell. But, yeah, they did. That was the Campbell. Islanders, yep. Flyers, Canadians, and others. 12 shots. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. The, wait a minute. Are you sure the Canadians were over there? That's no, they were not. The Canadians were on our side. Yeah, okay. Islanders, Flyers. Okay, sorry. Anyway, I don't care if it was just the Atlanta yep. Flames. Right. 12 shots on goal in an All-Star game is low. Y- yeah. Like, were fans into it? Probably. It an yeah. odd crowd, all dressed up in suits. Enjoying the All Star Game, and it's for like it was close. Yeah, well, that's how Billy Smith won MVP. He I was imagined. he. They both the goalies played half the game each for each team, and he had a shutout through half the game for Team Campbell. Should have kept him in there. Probably, yeah. Pero from Steve Shutt and the late Boreas Salming at three fifty five of overtime oh, for the that's winner. That's all you needed to know about Montreal being on our side. Steve Shutt, also deceased? Uh, not sure. I, I, I have I to check that before we go I to break. I don't think so. Are you, are you looking? Because I can look quickly, too. He uh, is not. Okay. Good Good news, everybody. Steve Shutt. <laughs> alive and well so at age 70. when he hears that we Lefleur know he's still alive. Yes, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry for that. It's weird. But uh, alive and well at age 70. Shout out to Steve Shutt. Lafleur is dead. That's very sad. So is Salming. Loved Salming as a as a Leaf kid. Um, just well, it's pretty some recent. Great moments earlier this year before he passed. I'm yeah. glad he got those moments at the at the during the Hall of Fame stuff. Right on. So anyway, that's forty five years ago tonight. All right, back to the Bills. Thoughts on anything Brandon Bean said? The loss, of course. We're not just totally past the game on Sunday. You know, eight oh three oh five fifty for your calls. The Sabers are in St. Louis. Seven o'clock pregame. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here, WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.